Hi, I'm Stephen Crafty. I'm presenting Talking Design at RMIT University in Melbourne. And I'm here with Mark White, who's director of Ramvec, uh, um, a joinery company, one of the largest in Australia. And he's probably one of my biggest stories for 2017, going into 2018, and perhaps, Mark, even through to 2019. I'm going to tell you the story soon, but welcome to the program. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Mark, you're 56. Correct, unfortunately. Uh, you're still a bit younger than me. So um, <laughs> you could have retired as um, director of Rambeck, taken it easy or taken a bit of a you know, back step. Um, but you decide to get involved in this very interesting project called Manapan. Yes, it was, a, it was something that um, I realised that uh, after 30 years of uh, shop fitting and uh, my own business, I... Um, needed to um, uh, have a little bit of a change and so I was um, fortunate enough to be able to um, hand over the business um, runnings to a fellow director and uh, this gave me a lot more time to be able to um, uh, concentrate on myself and and, and other things and um, I felt that I still had a fair bit to give and so I thought I would um, give it back in a, a way of um, helping others. So, Mark, for people, for the listeners to know, it's basically, or essentially in a nutshell, it's the uh, Indigenous people on the Millingimby Island manufacturing, making furniture, and that's designed by some of Australia's leading creatives. Correct, yes. And um, I guess to start with, the the island of Millingimby is, um, is 500 kilometres east of Darwin, um, and certainly... Uh, one of the most remote places in Australia. Um, um, that being said, it's absolutely beautiful and um, it's like a, a little paradise out there um, where um, it's uh, inhabited by approximately 1,200 Aboriginal people um, and it's a lovely place to be. So. Mark, so how did the venture come about? Did you go to the Millingimby Island, see that there were people who had an ability to produce something and work... How did it start? I think it, it really started, um, you know, quite a few years ago. I was doing a little bit of consulting to um, ELPA, and ELPA is a um, Aboriginal-owned um, uh, non-profit organisation um, that um, has 12 or 13 uh, community stores throughout Arnhem Land who services all the people throughout Arnhem Land with their, their food and and, and um, clothing, etc., etc. So... Um, I was doing a little bit of consulting with it for them in Darwin um, with my shop fitting background. Um, so I was fortunate enough to venture out to Millingimby and saw the place. And I just felt I wanted to give uh, something more back than just consulting. I wanted to get my hands dirty. And um, so we decided to build a workshop out there. And, and let's face it, it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. To yeah. get anything delivered, materials has to be sent in by barge. Correct, yeah. If a tool needs repairing, it has to go hundreds of kilometres to Darwin. Yep. So it's not exactly an urban no. area that can really, uh, is agreeable to manufacturing, is it? No, it's not at all. I mean, yeah, the, the, the barging is uh, is three days from Darwin um, and can be rough seas, as you can imagine. And so 
um, you know, when we're actually delivering furniture back out, we've got to make sure it's packed very well and, and waterproof, obviously. So, but yes, and also getting materials in, getting tools sharpened, getting repairs done, always to go back to Darwin. So everything's really hard. <laughs> so given that everything is very difficult, almost impossible, you still thought there was something in it, you sent you sent a number of very qualified people, whether they had their own furniture business, to train the indigenous people. That's right. Yeah, on the island yeah. to actually produce. Um, Elpa is also involved with a program, a government program called CDP, and that is basically is working for the Dolan. So, what would happen um, um, on Millingimbi and in a lot of other communities throughout Australia? Um, that they the the, the the people there would be um, sent out to do different sorts of work um, uh, to um, to learn skills and um, to so they would get paying you know, paid for the doll. Um, what I thought to myself, this is sort of a bit silly because there's not an end result. There's not something for them to go to when they actually do this. And so we wanted to create uh, Manapan furniture where they could build furniture and commercially build furniture. And um, and have somewhere for these people as they learnt through the CDB program, um, they would actually be, their skills would go up, and then we could employ them at Manapan, and that's exactly what we're doing. So they started off making very basic coffins. Correct. So if you want a coffin, just contact Mark White. <laughs> yeah, that's an um, And then it was John Mikulik who is very involved in this yes. uh, venture. Yep who's the director of New Line Design, and yep. he said, look, why don't we produce high-end furniture? Yeah, look, the thought was that I, that, that I wanted to make sure that this was a commercial business. We didn't want any grants from the government, and we, we haven't taken any money from the government, which is great. This is all funded through, um, uh, through ELPA um, and myself, and we are um, putting something on the ground now that is... Um, commercially viable and the only way we could make it commercially viable is to produce high-end furniture we couldn't um, compete with China correct that's right we couldn't compete with China at all or so we needed to have something special so our furniture is a bit of a mixture of art and beautiful furniture so the people you've got involved some of the designers are Ashley Parker John Mikulik who studied furniture design at yep. RMIT many years ago. Alessandro Pontonio, who also studied furniture design at RMIT, has won a number of awards. Liz Dubay, Chloe Warburn, and uh, one of my favourite designers, Susie Stanford. Yep. How, what were you looking for? How do you brief these wonderful designers to create something that has a slightly Indigenous feel but isn't a boomerang-shaped table. Yeah, that was very important. We we wanted to have some furniture that we're building that you would look at and you would say, oh, my goodness, I want that piece of furniture, rather than saying, oh, look, it's made by Aboriginal people. We wanted the first thing to be saying it's beautiful. So to do that, I needed top-end furniture designers. And so I found those through all sorts of different um, ways. I, I found um, Alexandra at a um, an awards um, um, night, which she had just um, completed and won an award for one of her pieces. I asked her to do a design, and the brief I gave them all was um, it had to be beautiful furniture. It had to um, say something back to Arnhem Land and back to the Aboriginal people, and um, it just had to be very, very contemporary sort of work. So... so 
for instance, you've got an art bench by John McKillick, yeah. which is basically a very chunky contemporary art bench. Yes. But in, as a backrest, a series of spears is pierced through the timber as a backrest. Sure. Each one of them is, is produced by the craftspeople on the island. Yeah, correct. And, and it's, it is um, a beautiful piece. It's a big... Um, bold piece, which would go very well in a big foyer of uh, of a big corporation, perhaps um, consul general's office. Correct, exactly. Um, and so that's a that's a very very uh, one of the, the our key pieces because it it does look amazing when you sort of see it in the, in the flesh. But you've also got um, a fireside board. I think that was by Alessandra. Correct. Yeah. So it's kind of. The idea from memory is almost like this burnt-out patch in a fo- in in a rainforest. That's right, exactly. The the beautiful part about it is every all the designers, uh, and it was part of the brief that they've had to uh, give me a little bit of a story about the piece as well, and what makes them think that goes back to Arnhem Land and the people of Millingimby. And so, um, yeah, Alex was a beautiful situation where even. The, the timber she used and the and the finishes that she used were They're local. Well, all local. It was just all beautifully done, and so um, so the, the the black colour is actually done by um, would you believe um, uh, uh, tea bags with um, some some steel wool in it um, left for a week creates a mixture, and that's one of the finishes on there. It sounds a bit um, agricultural, but it's a beautiful finish. Then you've also got lights by Susie Stanford that actually came from a log that's been eaten out by termites. Or Correct, a, yeah. And and I think from memory that was about the skin coming. It's one of the largest uh, areas that has crocodiles. Well, that's right. The well, white the, crocodile. Well, the, well, the um, Millingimbi is part of the crocodile island group so um obviously um with that name there must be a lot of crocodiles and there is there are plenty of crocodiles in the area so um that's a beautiful piece it's a very natural piece and um it's it's the same technique as um uh, did reduce are made by the the ants eating the inside out um uh, we then uh, router out some slots in the side and put the light in it and I remember turning on for the first time, and it just looked like a fire glowing. It was a beautiful look. We're so proud of that, and there's, it's certainly created a lot of interest, which is great. I think Susie at the time mentioned it was like bush television. Yeah, that's right. Exactly right. You could definitely sit there for a long time just staring at this light. It's beautiful. Um, I mean, you can. what was a pleasure for me it was actually published in the Sydney Morning Herald's Spectrum a couple of weeks ago. Um, so it's worthwhile having a look at that story because it gives you so much more information. But how do you feel? What? How do you connect Rambeck and Manapan? Um, I guess from my point of view, uh, my background is I was a cabinet maker many, many, many years ago when I started my own business, and um, the, the the talents that I perhaps uh, gathered through my life would be running a business and carpentry and so uh, that's where I thought if I can uh, give those skills to someone else being the people from Millingimby I would feel that would be a, a great way to go so because we're not only building a factory or a workshop where we're building this beautiful furniture we're also trying to build something that's going to be there forever and to do that it needs to be commercially viable so it needs to have a bit of a business behind it as well. 
Is any of the furniture from Manapan, is it prototyped at Ramvec? I mean, is there any crossover? There is. There, there, we have done some prototyping in Melbourne, and we've uh, also sent a lot of uh, jigs and tools up to uh, Darwin and across to Millingimby. So there is a big crossover, and, and a lot of the guys at, at Ramvec have been very, very happy to be involved in mm. the... Um, the formulation of some of the things that we've actually done. I mean, Ravek's another important Australian story, as far as I'm concerned. It's 100 people at Lynbrook, yep. outside of Dandenong. Yep. 100 people, it's very sizable. Yep. You do interiors for some of the most exclusive stores in the world, Christian Louboutin. Yep. Um, Apple and, and David Jones and Burberry, which is, which is very good. We're very proud of all of those associations. I mean that's quite extraordinary here out and overseas, right through Asia. Yeah, yeah, and look, it's it's something that uh, uh, we've got a, a great close knit team that's um, uh, certainly aimed at a particular area in shop fitting, um, and that is the high end basically, and it's worked well for us. We've also diversified into uh, hotels and um, eateries and restaurants and and. A few things like that as well, just to uh, to keep the ball rolling because it's a it's a, a tough world out there. But we've uh, we've come through it, and it's our thirtieth year this year, which we're well very proud done. Of. Yeah, with the going back to the um, the Manapan furniture, um, you've got it now displayed at a new showroom in Wilson Street in South Yarra. Yes, it, it's Wilson Street South Yarra, which is great. It's a good place to be able for people to actually come and touch and feel what we've built. And how do you see it going in terms of management? I think at one stage you said you'd be proud to show this furniture um, at the Milan Furniture Fair in years to come. Well, the the, the amazing thing that I have seen uh, working with the guys in Millingimby is the the extraordinary talent, natural talent they've got. We've got a, a real master craftsman there working with the guys who is uh, teaching. What's his name? Uh, that's Rob Chesfield. Yes, and. He is teaching them uh, some extraordinary talents and they're using a lot of their natural skills as well. So these guys have been um, with us probably for about two years all up uh, and we've also got in the men's shed, which is this CDP uh, area as well, about 14 guys who are just uh, itching to get into the amount of pan furniture. So as we get a little bit busier, we'll be able to employ a lot more people. And this is, to me, this is what we're trying to create. We're trying to create... Uh, somewhere for these people to work through CDP and have somewhere to work at the end of it when they're completed, and, it, and it's also sorry, just it's, it's also something that we see could uh, be happening in other communities, uh, doing other trades maybe. But it's just a little bit of a formula we've got going at the moment, which is working well. Mark, it has been a journey. It must have been you. I don't know if you envisaged it to quite pan out the way mm. uh, it has. What are the things you might have done differently? <laughs> Well, I think that at the very start, um, being used to Melbourne work uh, and the Melbourne business um, situation, that you uh, want things to happen straight away. Uh, you've got to very much be patient. You've got to be you've got to be uh, understanding of Aboriginal ways and their their family commitments and their um, their community commitments. And so I think if I, I the, the only thing I would change so far on the on the journey would be that I have a little bit more patience and and uh, understanding of uh, and that that it takes a bit longer 
in Arnhem Land for something to happen. I mean, these pieces are limited, relatively limited edition. It's yep. not going to be seen everywhere. It's only you know, tens of, of a certain piece rather yep. than endless amounts. Yep. So they are literally collectibles. I would like to think they are collectibles, yes, because they're going to be beautifully built. Uh, they're going to be hopefully heirlooms and they're going to be pieces that won't end up in the, out in the street uh, being uh, thrown out at, uh, at rubbish time because there's things that you'll want to hand down to your kids. They're, they're, they are really beautiful pieces and we're very proud of them. And we're also... Um, yeah, looking to continue finding good designers that are going to uh, extend our range a little bit further as well. Have any of the local Indigenous people on the Midland Gibby Island, have they expressed interest in design as well? They, they have certainly are very interested in what we're designing. Um, the, the guys are probably much happier just to be building at this particular stage, but something that going forward, when they take the business over completely and they're running it, they will definitely be looking to do a little bit of design work as well, so mm. which should be good. Well, look, uh, Mark, I think it's a really exciting project. It's When I first heard the story, I think it must have been a couple of years ago already, I thought it was one of those great Australian stories that just makes you feel, wow, you're giving back, but it's just, it's such a great idea. And, um, and when I saw the furniture, I really was blown away. It, it is very special i think every each one of the designers really captured the essence uh of the island yeah well i feel that too i think that, that everyone's worked very hard um through the whole journey of this and especially the designers have done a fantastic job in in uh, producing um designs for the guys to build and the, and they have followed through by building beautiful furniture so we're very proud look thanks for coming on the program today mark it's been a pleasure and uh, I'm still very excited about where Manapan is going. And I'd love to uh, look through a crystal ball and say, yes, I can see it at Milan. It's there. <laughs> so can I. I hope I can see that crystal ball too. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on the show. You've been listening to Stephen Crafty, Talking Design at RMIT University in Melbourne. Thanks so much. Thank you.